0: Ready? Theme song. theme song. is yo. the theme song. It's, it's a, theme
1: get song. A, get a theme song. Get uh. the theme song.
0: theme song. theme song. Put the food in my mouth. Because oh. oh. it's time to get oh. down with music. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> how it works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels episode 17-6 We are a video game music podcast and we are your hosts My name is Rob Nichols And I'm freaking exhausted That's my man Pernell over there Every week we hang out, we listen to great video game music from all generations and all consoles And we have got a serious, serious episode for you today
0: That's right oh, yes. today, is a life. <laughs> today we're teaching a life lesson And it's going to feature such likable guests as Lori Loughlin from Full House and (laughs) Jaleel White from Family Matters. We're going to have that dad from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And maybe, just maybe, our old pal Balky Bartokomus will come on in. (laughs) Let's just look. That's right, Bronson Pinchot, folks. Bronson Pinchot. The man. Pernell, I quit. (laughs) What?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't deal. Rob with it. quit Rob quits, but I'm also like I'm on the right podcast, so I guess I'm the new host.
0: Welcome to Pixels and Madness. Uh, Pixels and
2: TGI Fridays. Let's talk about step by step.
0: Day by day.
1: Well, let's uh, let's introduce our guest since uh, since he's in the room here with us. This is he is this is he is Bronson Pinchot from, from the <laughs> from the band the Mad Gear. Um, should we call you Bruce Irons? Or we're going to call you Cameron. What's going on, sure. Cameron?
2: Not a lot. I am thrilled to be here once again.
1: We are thrilled to have you here. It's been it's been some time since we've had you on the show. About yeah, one year and some change. That's
0: true.
2: Oh, yes, hey, hey, two weeks before I'll sit back and say that I'm saying sorry.
0: <laughs> That's right. You guys know what I'm saying. But I'll appreciate it. We'll appreciate it when you do. All right, <laughs> we'll see you later, Cameron. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Bye everybody! <laughs> Bye, Doctor Nick.
1: No, I, we had um, we had the band uh, the night 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 of the round, and they gave a shout out to you. And they were like, yep. "Yeah, shout out to Cameron and the Mad Gear, the coolest dude ever." And I was like, "Oh, it's great! We should have him back on the show because I'm a fan of the Mad Gear."
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, but the, yeah. we, we soon learned that the Mad Gear has ears everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and thus here we are. Here we are.
2: Well, when it, when I saw the the episode title and that you had them on, I was like, listen to this one. So I def I popped that in pretty quickly soon after and was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. to get a little shout out. Yeah. So, um yeah, Adam has been a big supporter of the band like literally since almost day 1. So it was it's it's always awesome to interact with them and everything.
0: I genuinely do like the Tightness of the community yes. that exists. We're like I don't think I've ever come across. It may exist. I'm not going to say it doesn't, but I've never come across a band member from a band and go, "Oh, those guys! Oh yeah, <laughs> the last time we played together, yeah. they spit on my guitar.
1: Yeah, screw that." That's almost never happened. And and I like yeah. to believe that in the community, we're just the hype men. You know, we're just like everyone right. listen to these guys. Everyone listen to these guys. Got right a new yeah, thing coming out.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's also I haven't made it through the episode to the part where you had the band on yet, but I'm also listening to the um, the lame genie one, and so I'm pretty stoked on that as well. And I'm in touch with those guys, and they're super cool too. They're so, really yeah. cool
0: guys. Oh, they are hysterical.
1: I didn't realize they were up in Rhode Island. So there's a whole like New England like constituent of like VGM rockers. But mm-hmm. uh, for listeners just tuning in, can you tell us about the Mad Gear? What you guys do, and um, I don't know, maybe your exploits.
0: How many how sure many government organizations have you overthrown? <laughs> right. Uh two
1: minute
2: account, brother. Um so yeah, we're a five piece group. We got drums, bass, guitar, and bass and guitar, rather, keys, trumpet, and sax. And some of those are doubled up with, you know, a single person. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we play it's basically rock covers of video game music. Um we don't go to metal, we don't go to ska or anything in any particular direction. But it's all just kind of tough. And that's our whole thing, is we're just like, we're the baddest band on the planet. We're super tough. Like, don't want to mess with it. And um, just in terms of what we've done over the years, I mean, we started in like 2015. We've put out out an album, like an EP. We've got an album Mm -hmm. coming out fairly soon, maybe late spring, early summer. We put out a video game, which you guys were nice enough to be a part of. And do some voice work on it.
0: Which, for the record, and, that was a great time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. How could it not be? Right? Y'all were uh, androids, that's right? And um, and let's see, we've done a whole bunch of music videos. So I think last time I was on, we were talking about the Street Fighter yeah. video, and and um, but yeah, that's that's kind of our thing. We, we make a ton of videos. So, yeah, yeah, I
1: love I love the video, you guys. Are, that you're all doing. Um, I love I love seeing you in like in your practice space, and you're all just y'all look just so happy playing your instruments like you just look like you're just having a great time and I that's love it we
2: put we put on a good uh, facade because we all hate it <laughs> desperately
0: well as soon as this sets over I'm gonna kill you yeah. <laughs> kill pretty you much
2: <laughs> pretty much we don't hate other VGM bands because we hate ourselves so much we have nothing left to give
0: <laughs> that is too bad but the crime syndicate can yeah. pay for itself so I kind of have to
2: that's, that's exactly right
1: oh man is it too late to ask if you are recording now <laughs>
2: <laughs> I am recording now.
1: Excellent. Okay, good to go. All right. <laughs> oh, no!
2: <laughs> yep.
1: All right, so the topic this week is just villains. A very a general topic. What? Villains in video games. Because generally in games, especially in old school games, there's a hero and a villain.
0: And it's very fitting considering that the band is the Mad Gear. Ooh. And they are some of the baddest beastmongers that hit Metro City and beyond. So... What? That's
2: I- our new tagline, "Baddest, Baddest Beastmongers." There it is. See,
0: you already have. The- yeah. I just, I only have to say, give me credit. I just want to hear it, and I'll know.
2: Yeah, I was there. The, the baddest, baddest beastmongers <laughs> yeah. walk the earth. I
0: love that voice. It's. <laughs> and then they showed up with their <laughs> pants hunched up and their knuckles brassed out.
3: Okay. <laughs> knuckles
0: dude, out. dude.
2: <laughs> we're 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 hiring Pernell like uh, immediately.
1: Yeah, I'm ready. so man. Pernell's got the silk, silkiest won't. voice in podcasting. Let me tell
2: you. That's right. We can't pay you anything, but we are going to hire you in a second.
0: Hey, if you're doing shows and it's just my voice over like an intercom, say the mag gear. Yeah, got to grind it out. Um, like, <laughs> that <in laughs> itself is like that would be like that's amazing. I'll take <laughs> it. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: So I had some difficulty with this topic because it was so general because you ever have like someone's like, hey, you know, what's your favorite thing to put in a taco? You can be like, oh, I can tell you right now. It's, you know, such and such. Mm-hmm. That's super convincing, isn't it? But if someone says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone says, no, tacos. What's, your, what's your favorite food? And you're like, oh, is it tacos? Is it pizza? Is it? And you just, you can't like you're overcome by indecision. So uh-huh. I had a little uh-huh. bit of that. So
0: I will say yeah. I had a similar predicament, mm-hmm. though, for a different reason, because Again, villain is a very broad topic. There's actually like three cutting room floor tracks that I'm going to try to put on another episode because oh, sure. I pick them here. But uh, in the end, my concern was whether or not the villain was a bad enough dude to be acknowledged versus like just the boss on the, in a game. And yet, because sometimes yeah. those bosses have really good beats or that boss left a fantastic impression during their time in the game. Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's hard. it was hard to decide. I was like, I'm just going to go with my gut. Go with what I know. Well, yeah, and
2: that's that's okay. First, I'll say that I wasn't exactly, I wasn't super proud of myself for saying we should do villains, but, but what? it was like, I, I no, hold on, hold on. I really wanted to do the the King K rule. I mean, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I wanted to do something centered around. You know, we did a cover of the King K rule theme, and I was like, well, what other villain themes, not boss music, but right. villain themes, can we think of? So there was that, but then. Um, I was going to say something else and I totally lost it. So moving on.
1: That's <laughs> that's all right because uh, uh, villain themes are usually played during the battles against them. so There's a lot of boss music in this episode. Yeah, that I'm yeah. super stoked about. So and a
2: lot of a lot of boss music.
1: Yeah, mm. boss boss battle music. Hmm. All right. So let's um, we will have Cameron choose our first track to listen to, and then we will uh, talk about it. So of the tracks you brought with you, with you, what would you like to play? Whew.
2: Okay. 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 <laughs> let me set. Let me set the mood. It's a dark room. Right. Oh, yeah. It's a dark room.
0: Wait, that's not a good. No,
2: <laughs> it's a dark room. the The little lanterns are lighting up on uh, on either side of you.
0: Well, well we're down to mood lighting here. Hold
2: on, you're walking forward down the corridor. Who's at the end? Magus. It's Magus. That's not so, very romantic. No. Well, he's he's a little sexy. Like, depending on your taste and, like, pointy ears and, like, you know, morose, you know, kind of anti-heroes or, you know, because he's kind of a villain, he's sort of a good guy in a way, but anyway. He's got his own he's castle. Got a, That's right. And he's got um, a really great theme. And uh, so this is from Chrono Trigger, if you don't already know. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not missp- mistaken, this was a Yasunori Mitsuda track as opposed to a yamatsu track because i know yamatsu helped out a little bit on the soundtrack
1: right yeah yamatsu did did, he finished the soundtrack when mitsudo was in the hospital but i think he only did Mm -hmm, like a couple mm -hmm. maybe two or three songs so here we go that's right yeah this is the magus battle from chrono trigger for the super nintendo This is the Magus battle from Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. And, yeah, I just keep expecting that opening to go,
2: do doo doo doo, doo,
1: doo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pistols at dawn, facing it Magus. Does,
2: it does, you know, I never thought about it before, but it does have, like, a slight little western Morikone kind of thing happening with it, which is not something related to the game in any way, and especially not Magus,
1: mm. so the um like uh this the second half like once once like the drums kick in and then the strings kick in there's like a the um like the the real big string section right right kind of in the middle sec, second half to the middle part where it's it gets really um i don't know it's very dramatic it's 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 very emotional <surring noise> really really love that section and that to me like that's classic mitsuda it's super super dramatic i love that sound
0: i of oh yeah it, go ahead I I was going to say, I just started thinking while this track played, because for as beloved as Chrono Trigger is, and for as much as everyone talks about it, my memories of it are generally a little hazy, because I haven't played it in eons. Yeah,
1: me too. It's been a long time.
0: But something clicked in my head just now about one thing I think makes this game really good that I don't hear a lot of people ever bring up, Mm. which is that, and from the way that they tell the story and whatnot, it's actually kind of cool, and this is something I don't think a lot of people ever bring up about the game for as much as it's talked about, but... They go about well, for one, the game itself is fairly short for a JRPG, mm-hmm. but within that amount of time, they give you like three mass, like three to four major points in the story. That if they weren't a normal JRPG, they could have been the end of the game. <laughs> like you have Magus's castle, that entire run through of his castle, and the way they build up Magus by that point, he could have been like a final boss in the game if they wanted him to be. Well, another way they kept it
1: short is through the scaling of all the enemies. So there's no random battles. So you're always seeing the enemies as you go through specific sections. So you don't have to grind a whole lot. After you go through a section, there's very, I found there was very little reason to go back over and oh, over Oh, no, again. there
0: was reason to go back. Yep. You wanted to beat the crap out of dudes. The battle system was just so good. It was
1: fun, but like cool. when I was playing it, I was like, okay, ready for the next bit. Ready for the next bit.
0: No! Yeah. But I can understand
1: that. Sometimes you just want to mash through the game. I wasn't trying to mash through it. I was I was interested in, in what was going to happen next. Oh, plot-wise. And then less, less enthralled by like, oh, I think I was just less enthralled by the fighting.
0: I can understand yeah. that because the story in itself was really good too because you had Magus. Right. And then the next, if I'm not mistaken, the next big story thing was the Tyrannos. So that entire mm. run through the Tyrano layer and fighting the king. Right, so you and go back in time. You had to go back in time. And then after that, you, I guess there was the whole chrono dying thing, but that's more so related to the whole story of Zeal, mm. which I think is the next big, you know, story arc in the game. Where I feel like that whole run through the Ocean Palace could have been a final dungeon, and I, I it kind
1: of is. I but. like the crazy um, apocalypse world.
0: Oh, the robots with, with the robot, yeah, yeah. Johnny yeah. on the bikes. Yeah,
1: that was. I found that like really sad, but really interesting at the same time. Like it was, it was well executed. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. You,
2: you, you jump out of the little machine and it's like, but you're still hungry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I've, I haven't eaten this entire game except for the one time in prehistory where you drink all the soup <laughs> and all of a sudden you're talking about food. Okay.
1: Well, it's it's a nice little um, detail where it's like, okay, you go into the section and you're healed magically, but you're still hungry. So it's the, you, right. now suddenly you think that your guy, that your characters think that they're starving all the time, the you know, future, that they're there. It, it does yeah. a
0: good job of detailing how grim the future is, though. It's like, there's like, it's, everything's eradicated, there's no farming,
3: yeah,
0: and all this technology that was developed to allow people to just get rejuvenated, yet somehow it, they didn't resolve the means of making mm-hmm. people feel like they ate something. <laughs> like, something so simple about humans. You have a machine that completely heals your wounds, but it can't fill your stomach. They can't nourish you. Mm. There's something odd about that. But uh and of course I think as far as the game goes, is not that I don't remember too much, but I know that the it's one side story I remember making that make, that making me feel depressed too, where you find the mother of all the machines. And oh, yeah. that was a really weird moment and involves like pretty, I remember call it being a little you have to fight all Robo's brothers and just talks about how like they're all like machines with no hearts. It was it was an interesting side story in that dungeon there's there's
2: a lot of melancholy like a lot of all the really good jrpgs there's a lot of melancholic stuff kind of happening so a a lot of stuff that's sort of like oh wow this is pretty
0: depressing and then you got magus the guy who has quite the depressing story arc when you learn his true backstory Mm -hmm. yeah yeah hence hence the
2: emotion in his tune maybe which is you know maybe something that was an intentional decision by mitsuda
0: then you get him in your party, you never want to use him because he gets no triple text unless you have rocks. <laughs> That's right. But he's still a bad butt in all of himself, so it doesn't matter. He's a good yeah, villain. Yeah. He's a
1: good villain. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, my first track is this is an even number episode. Yeah. So, my first track um, is a, a difficult villain to describe. It is a. <laughs> she is a forest god, Purnell. He is melting into the ground <laughs> i was like why do you keep getting higher <laughs> as i'm talking pranel is like sinking into the ground because he knows i'm about to play some music from toho this is from toho 7 perfect cherry blossom this is the theme of yukari Necro Fantasia. this is for the pc composed by zune themed from the game Toho Perfect Cherry Blossom. That's the seventh game in the series. This is for the PC it was released in 2002 composed by Junya Ota aka Zune and I love I really love the Toho music because it's like super fast and with like really like insane melodies and counter melodies like flying all over the place and I love that the games were all programmed, designed and composed by one person it's very interesting to me that he's done so much so many different games it's just him
0: at this point now I think Toho itself has like spawned off to like a ton of like other industries or not industries but other developers they just don't they have to like license out or request use of his properties
1: yes so um, he released a lot of these games for free or they were they were he was charging them for a time then a lot of them became available for free for a long time and so it spawned a lot of oh, what's, the, what's the Japanese word for like indie game Indy
2: Sue. Indi Sue. <laughs> <laughs> um, Indy Sue exposure.
1: <laughs> so, fortunately, that's not that kind of a game. Um,
0: I'm actually surprised that for a villain thing, you brought the happy go lucky <laughs> to this episode. Yeah. This boss is like, I may be evil, but I like to party.
1: So, in, in uh, the Toho series, you play um, like a shrine maiden, and she's like, uh, she kind of is in the spirit world and is trying to protect like um all of the different elements and all the different spirits and all the different Reimu, seasons. I think, it is. Hmm? I think it's like Remu or something. Yeah, Remu is, is her name. And so in this one you're trying to protect the cherry blossom trees, you're trying to protect the spring that goes into creating the perfect cherry blossom which contains like a huge amount of power. And Yukari is like a god or like some kind of evil demon or yokai demon or something who is trying to steal all of the spring from Japan to create the perfect cherry blossoms so that she can control like the world or something. I don't know. Just
0: I can't picture this person with a bottle of season. <laughs> I've got i got all the spring right here, five dollars
1: a bottle. Well, I just love the idea that like like uh, the season the the season of spring can be like distilled into like something that can be you know obtained and then used as like a power. A clear liquid. Yeah, it's very just just very the Japanese.
2: summary of the story. Yeah, I was about to say the summary of the story sounds like the most Japanese thing I've <laughs> no. ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> but but also that was just. That was insanity. My brain almost could not handle the drums.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was just
2: like, "Whoa, where's the beat?" And then after a while, I was like, uh, "Okay, I, th- I think it's like a normal meter. It's just the drums are all over the place." Yeah, very, very fast. But but the, but it, it also felt like Method to the Madness kind of situation where it wasn't just random. There was there was something behind it. But man, that was that was a trip.
1: Yeah, these um these games are are like uh, Bullet Hell or Don Maku type games where. It's top-down vertical shooters, but it's a huge amount of bullets on the screen. Um, Zune has been—he's um, been interviewed in the past, and he got into programming these things because he wanted to. He wanted to play a game that was about shrine these sh- these shrine maidens. It was a it was a um, a vertical shooter that was insane, like bullet hell style, with music that he wanted, and he could never find it. So he was like, "I'm just going to make it myself."
0: Mag Gear. There you go. I, yeah. Your next game. I just came up with it. Okay, okay. Got to protect the Shred
1: Maidens. The Shred Maidens.
2: Yeah. Yes! Yeah, those the Maidens of Shred always getting into trouble and <laughs> right. I, I I I think they're worth saving. So I'm all about it.
0: And then the funniest thing about it is like once you, each time you save one because their kingdom is being overwhelmed or something, they join your party yes. and they all bring their own form of rock to the party.
2: <laughs> A little, little spirit of Shred just like you know christen, christening each of us i love that I, I love it if you guys Beautiful.
1: if you ever have um some like female vocalist like backup singers you can call them the the shred maidens that'd be pretty cool oh I yes
0: think. oh yes the maidens of shred <laughs> again we don't even want credit for it we just we'll we'll just be happy to hear it come up <laughs> like, yep
3: there, the you there you
0: like,
2: go
0: you <laughs> 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 like he turned into
1: a yeah, yeah. was that a raptor
2: <laughs> yeah, that that was um, that was the the, the
0: rancor from uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> rancor, that was.
1: <laughs> All right, Pernell, what's your first track?
0: Well, I feel like mine's going to be a lot more of a downer <laughs> from that Poppy Go Lucky jam you just dropped. That title. that was probably the
1: most the most poppy track I'm going to play. <laughs> so don't worry about that.
0: This track doesn't even have a technical name, and I'll tell you why in a bit. So I'm just going to go with. Lunar is from the game Lunar 2 Eternal Blue and it's Zofar's battle theme and it's composed by Noriyuki Iwadare. Listening to Zofar's battle theme from the game Lunar 2 Eternal Blue for the Sega C D, composed by Noriyuki Iwadare. That is a good song per Thank you, sir.
2: I liked it <laughs> <laughs> I did too.
1: No I liked it. It was I guess it was it was very classic Vivaldi at the beginning. The but then it stops and goes a little
0: off. It's kind of funny though Like I didn't know hmm. this Until I picked the track For the episode Which is also going to Probably explain why You're like cause I, you know, Every once in a while like How does that sound like that Like it does and The reason being is because Unless I miss a beat This track isn't on the Official OST for the game Oh so this had This, this had to be ripped Yes mm. So what happened was From what I could tell And again I only learned This today Or not today But when I picked the track For the episode Is that We lost him again uh, no, you're still here, never mind. No, I'm, Why I'm you down? Like, <laughs> <baby>. <laughs> hey,
1: Bruno, let me interrupt you there.
0: <laughs> so, seg- um, Lunar Eternal Blue released originally on the Sega CD, I believe it was like 1994. 95, if I'm off, but I'm pretty sure it's like 94. Mm-hmm. Now, when the game got. This track played in the first phase of the Zophar battle theme, and it is a variation of his theme, Zophar's Arrival, which is on the OST. Mm. So. When Lunar 2 Eternal Blue Complete came out onto on the PS1 and the Saturn, apparently they didn't use this battle theme anymore. They took it out, hmm. and they replaced this phase's battle theme with the generic boss music in the game. Well, tell, tell us a little bit about Zophar, and tell tell us how we can get in touch with him. Well, he's dead, so you can't. <laughs> um, but let me see. The best I can remember here is, so Lunar 2 is a sequel to Lunar 1, in one of those Makes ways... You know, <laughs> I'm that, following, I'm it, following. It could have been a prequel, guys. <laughs> Come on. But basically what happens is at the end of Lunar 1, when you save um, <laughs> Luna, who is actually the goddess of Athena, it turns out that she decides to give up her immortality as a goddess mm-hmm. to live amongst humans with the, her love, Alex. So when she dies, uh, being that she had sealed away prior to her time on Earth, mm-hmm. or the blue star, they call it in the game. Following less less
1: clearly now, but... Oh, hush you. foot. But fuck. this is a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, come on, So,
0: once <laughs> she was dead, <laughs> this evil from her home planet that she had sealed away yeah. started to slowly gain power and come back, and it took him a thousand years to do it. But when he came back, he created, like, a perverse religion that was supposed to, like, be based off of Athena, but it wasn't her real religion, mm. and... He basically sealed away the only thing left that could stop him, which was like the power of the dragons that were in the previous game. Hmm. So with the goddess dead and the dragon sealed away, it was like a matter of like, I'm just here to destroy things because he's one of those generic anime villains where he really has no purpose or goal. He's just in the embodiment of destruction. Uh, so he's here yeah. to ruin things. Why? Because it's fun. We, we all have a friend like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know he's like I'm just here to just you know just to spill water all over your carpet. Actually, Cameron's the
2: uh, the element of chaos.
0: Yeah,
1: that, that's your saxophone player, right?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Y'all, yeah, it's funny you didn't even meet him, but you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I just he, I I have a hard time tr- trusting the uh, the brass players.
2: <laughs> uh, d- well, you're you're right to do so. The command, they are they are yeah. a wily bunch.
0: Now. Yeah. People who have played Lunar, they can chime in in case I, unless I'm, in case I'm remembering this incorrectly. Because uh, again, no. it's actually well, it's I'm, pronounced... honestly, I want them to say it exactly.
1: They actually, pronounced... it's
0: pronounced Lunared, <laughs> and in <laughs> episode two, not oh. complete. <laughs> um, so in this game, I remember a pretty cool boss attack. Yeah, that I was like trying to recall if it actually happened or not, or if I just made it up. But basically, the fate in this particular phase. Like a gotcha claw machine, a claw from like a a gotcha claw machine will go back and forth across the top of the screen, and then it'll stop and go big, 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 and it'll reach down and grab a pair, a party member, and lift them up. And then, like, a wormhole will open up, and this barrage of fireballs just comes out and just barrages the guy. Dang. It's pretty I much an kill.
1: So he grabs you with a claw machine.
0: <laughs> like a claw machine. He's like this random, like, ding, 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 you win. And it's like, brrrr. <laughs> the evil claw machines. It is such a brutal maneuver. It's an instant kill. You're not surviving it. <laughs> and it just looks mean.
1: Oh, man. So we've got time travel. We've got um, very Japanese Shred maidens, and now gotcha we've got machines. evil claw machines. Yes. We've got it all. So, Cameron, yeah. what, what, what's up? Yeah. What's next? What's next?
2: Oh man, okay. So, um, this is from Super Mario RPG. Oh, yes. mm. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure this is Yoko Shimomura. Is mm-hmm.
1: that right? That's correct.
2: Okay, all right. So, this is Booster's theme, and Booster. I th- well, maybe the one one of the most like underutilized, forgotten uh, Mario characters in general. Hmm. Uh, I, I want to say the title is um, "And They Call Me Booster" or "And My Name
1: Is Booster" or something like that. That's but, yeah. right. All right, here we go. My name is Booster,
0: and I'm here to say I ride cool <laughs> trains all times a day. I'm a very white rapper. <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: he would be though. He would. He would be. He would he really be. Would be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Booster <laughs> from Super Mario RPG for the Super Nintendo, composed by the Cherry Pop and Daddies.
0: <laughs> you keep yes. injecting God into this song. The,
1: the Squirrel Nut Zippers. No, man, that was um, that was like when swing music. The, the, yeah, was like the,
2: what did they? What did they? Did they ever have a name for that with the swing revival?
1: Yeah, man, I, there was a, that was real. It was that movie uh, Swingers that came out like in the. That's the what it did. 90s. You're
2: so money, baby. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Oh man, I love. Okay, you know what it is like. Me and me and my wife are having this conversation about like um, things that we liked when we were like like younger, like in our late teens or twenties. Now and later, and then I, and I yeah, now and later, yeah, <laughs> they're called now and later. <laughs> and then I, that's exactly what they're called because then you look back at them and I'm like, oh man, did I really like that or do I like that now? And I don't know if I would still like swingers now, but I always no. like that scene where Vince Vaughn is standing on top of the dining the, the table in the diner, just screaming at his friend. <laughs> <laughs> to like go out there and you know meet women. It's it, it's it's a pep talk, but in like the most rowish way, the most Vince Vaughn way to give a pep talk to his I'm, friend.
0: Say, that is definitely the Vince Vaughn character across all of his films. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, it's funny. As I was talking about it, I'm like, oh wait, maybe I don't, maybe I, won't, maybe I don't like this anymore.
0: <laughs> See, I thought you were going
2: to talk about the swing revival in general, the music part of it. Because I, I was at a wedding this past weekend, mm-hmm. and the guy, the guys playing all kinds of crazy stuff, R. Kelly included. And I'm like, come on, dude. Are, are, are you just, yeah? Was but it the anyway, Gregory um,
0: Brothers version of it? Could that have been acceptable? <laughs> What's that now? Which version? The Gregory Brothers version.
2: I don't know if oh, that so is, but no, this was just straight I'll, up, I'll, R. Kelly I'll remixed the, the episode.
0: <laughs> I'll link it after the episode. You will love it. I promise. Okay. So some, um, some swing music. Huh? Okay.
2: So so yeah, he was he played uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra, oh. which I remember as a, as a t- as a teenager being like mildly annoyed by it. I never really liked it or hated it. But then he played the the Cherry Poppin' and Daddies, and I'm like, this needs to be left in 1998. <laughs> like, I, I run a comb through your cold black hair, blow daddy. Like it's just so <laughs> <Go> stupid. <damn. laughs> So yeah, man, I wasn't so crazy. However, switching gears a little bit, Booster's theme is amazing, yes. and um, it's it's so nasty. What? Like um the uh like what? Nasty in
1: a good way.
0: I'm about to say Booster is a gentleman who is clean and hygienic. You know what it is?
1: It's that, that, it's that trumpet, man. You can't trust those no, trumpets.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about that. <laughs> like it's it's awesome. It just sounds like somebody. Retching and, uh, <laughs> great. and it's funny to
0: say that, because if I remember correctly, when you first enter Booster Towers, like a more elegant tune that plays, and then you walk through this one door, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. whoa, what's going yeah. on?
2: It's so obnoxious, and it's, like, in a good way, and um, Booster's the same way, and I, again, I just, I wish they would bring him back, and like, just to get on a short t- side tangent, I think Super Mario RPG is so great, because... It's it's the only Mario game I've ever played where Bowser isn't the main villain, and I feel like you get to see Bowser in a different light, and he's not just this evil guy. Like he has his own goals and you know evil egos, goals. <laughs> I, ish, he, his own like issues and stuff. And to me, it was just it's a nice like I don't know change of gears. Obviously, Booster isn't the only or the main villain or anything, but like he's so weird and uh, and and I don't know. It was just. I just love everything about that game, but Booster is definitely a big
0: part of that. Two points worth making based on what you just said. One, yeah. I also adore the man Booster. This was a stage in the game where I this is one of those walk around in circles and let the music play. And yeah. also, when it was time to go back and find all the hidden blocks that you had to find on like the, the, the be a completist, I enjoyed looking around and jumping in individual places to find them in Booster Tower. It was a joy. Secondly. I don't know if you have access to the consoles in which to play them, but you totally need to get down with some of the uh, Mario and Luigi games, due to what you said I've, about Bowser. They're great. They're yep. fantastic. They're hilarious. Oh, this <laughs> run the DS, right? DS and the 3DS have <laughs> re-releases of the first game. No, That's Super right. Superstar Cycle was on the
1: Game Boy Advance. It's so funny. I only know about these games that I've seen you play them. Like, <laughs> like you're in the car or something. Like, what are you playing over there? They're Like, I'm playing Mario and Luigi. Like, that's right. They're right. so good. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, like, in those, if I'm not mistaken, Mm. Bowser isn't the villain, or the main villain, at least, in any of them. Mm. He he Mm. factors into the story, and he plays a major role in every game, but he's not the villain. And it works out so well for the writing, and for, like what you said, learning more about what makes Bowser tick.
1: Exactly. (laughs) You're always fighting Bowser, but no one's asking, how is Bowser?
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's why you're always fighting him, because nobody took the time to just see how
0: the dude was doing. I'm not even sure why I want to conquer the kingdom, to be honest with you. I've got enough problems at home. i got seven kids and no mom. A single dad, man. I don't know where this Bowser Jr. chump came from. He just showed up one day with a fake, with a scarf around his mouth. Talking about he loved to paint. I ain't teach him that. Who taught him that? Oh, man. Right. right. Bowser Jr. I don't even know what they were thinking with that character. He's I like him now in the present, but back then it was like, He already has seven kids! <laughs> Where is this guy coming
1: in? It's like it's like George Foreman having to like name all of his sons George Foreman or something.
0: <laughs> George <laughs> Foreman, oh my god! And I still wonder about. Actually, I see. I remember now. I was gonna say why, but I realized why. But you know how um, mm-hmm. Bowser had the seven kids, and in the cartoon they gave him all those ridiculous names that I guess were more based on their personality, like Bully and Cutie Pie. Oh, and all uh, that. What's
1: only like, like like Ludwig and Dizzy. Yeah. And, and that's what it was,
0: because all of the original names for them were based off of properties and oh, people. Like oh, Mort- can- Morton Cooper Junior. was off of Robert Downey Junior. <laughs> and uh, Ludwig von <laughs> obviously, it's like Ludwig, Wendy O. Cooper, which was based off of Wendy O.
1: Cooper. Evans was Chris Evans, of course. You know, Cooper Ko- Ruffalo was Mark Ruffalo. Oh yeah, I mean they were just doing the whole <laughs> Avengers the Coop- thing over the again. They were they were get- they were just digging the digging themselves it was into a, a it hole. It was ahead of know. its time. Yeah, they didn't even know it. Cooper the Cooper Ven- <laughs> Coop Avengers. Um, I think I be want kinda... that to happen now, but one of them should be like in an Iron Man suit. I think that'd be kind of dope.
0: Actually, it, speaking of that, that made me remember one of the best characters in Mario RPG that never got revived because Square's holding on to all the darn character properties. Thor, no, <laughs> <laughs> the Axum Rangers, man. Axum Rangers. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. There were like this this weird spoof on the Power Rangers, and there was like a chubby one. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah, awesome. I remember that.
0: The Axum Rangers were awesome. Ooh, Super
1: Sentai Force in. The Mario World. Yeah, they I, had a lot know, of like, I didn't just know cool that was that. characters
0: that I would love to see mm. make a comeback. Like, they should just do one more collab, because you always see people like bring Geno into Smash Brothers or Mallow bring, into Smash Bring Mallow into Smash Brothers, dude. I actually yeah. would prefer him over Geno to make yep. it the Smash Brothers. No, no question about that. Do you guys play Smash Brothers?
2: Yes. Ah, no, I mean, not I, didn't, I mean, yeah, I just don't own a Switch or anything like that mm. so...
0: I used to think I was good at it when I had competition way back in the old days when the yeah. 64 version came out, but since then, I lack friends who play Smash, but I keep buying the games mm-hmm. to play just because I like seeing all the characters together in one product, so that, when I go to tournaments, they all kill me and then have a real match. That's like the, um, that, that's, that's, that's kind of how,
1: they, like, fighting games are described. I thought I was good. <laughs> yeah. Like... So that was that's, taken to school. Yeah, so that's a good segue into my second track. This is M Bison, or um, as we like to call him, Dictator. His theme mm-hmm. from Street Fighter V for the PlayStation Four. This was originally composed by Hideyuki Fukasawa from Street Fighter Four, and then arranged by Ryudai Abe, aka Acrylic Stab. I really heard All that caps saying M Bison, M Bison. M. Bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine that villain. Um, so yeah, so this is uh, the arranged version for Street Fighter 5... To the left, right.
2: to the right, let <laughs> me see that Tootsie Roll! Oh my god, I like what
0: that happens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bison's theme from Street Fighter V for the PlayStation 4 composed by Hideyuke Fukusawa and arranged by Ryudai
0: Abe, also known
1: as Acrylic Stab, all caps.
0: Honestly, now that the track is in play, it sounds like it did be composed by M-Bison. M-Bison.
1: Yeah, the original track is is pretty dramatic with lots of strings, and so it's cool having like really big heavy beats on it. And they they do that thing with the synthesizer where it sounds like it's being kind of wound up. I, I think it's like Skrillex and a lot of like the the dubstep producers of a few years ago would do that a lot. Yeah, I
2: was about to say it's kind of dubstepy. That I mean, that may, I don't mean this in a bad way, mm. but this might sound a little aged here in a few <laughs> years.
0: Well, that's, that's that's not such a bad thing per no. se because no, 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 it no. makes you think it's a it's, it's a it's a capsule of our time of this time period. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Bison was I think in the, se-
1: one of the season one um, downloadable characters and then which were still I mean they were mostly arranged by Ryudai Abe, so they were all in this kind of style. And then in, in season two and season three, it was by I can't remember his name anymore, an American composer. And we played a lot of his music for the, all the, the brand new characters. Um and they are incredible. Like it's it's beyond like just, you know, like dubstep versions of like Ryu's theme and stuff. It's it's these insane compositions. It's rap music, it's piano music. It's like all over the place. So, it, it makes me want to pick up Street Fighter V again and start playing, but I haven't played in almost a year now. For now. Seriously? It's been so long.
0: That feels weird to hear, because I used to come over for episodes, and he'd be on that couch in, training, in the training room, just, like, <laughs> just going, going, repeating going. combos.
1: Just, there's only, like, if they bring back Abel, the character Abel...
0: Is that really why
1: you stopped? No, it's just... Yeah, kind of. I, I, I've never connected with any of the characters. They're like... Forty characters is like. Well, my grappler's not here. So. Gra- I can't. Like it's all. I don't know. I just I as have a
2: bit bi- as a big final fight fan, mm-hmm. I find the the Abigail. This is, this is Final Street Fighter Five, right? Yes. Where yeah. Abigail came out, I yeah. found that offensive. Like it's <laughs> he he looks like a cartoon. Like yeah. it's not like to me. Abigail's supposed to be scary. Mm-hmm. which he is in the game but that oh, yes. just looks ridiculous. He, like, is... he looks like he looks like that big bulldog in Tom and Jerry
0: or something. <laughs> like it's, it's stupid.
1: What like the the screen pans back. He is so big in the game and um mm-hmm. and he is intimidating to play against. And he
0: has that rage attack
1: in the game does he? Me? He does. Like, he beefs up and gets even bigger but like he acts like a kid like he acts silly Like he, <laughs> runs, he, he runs around with a steering wheel and goes vroom vroom wait vroom. He does that he does it's so my so... laugh wasn't
0: too far up there <laughs> uh, it's
1: so it's so, so bad now Cody coming back as the new mayor not like that he, as a dapper like gentleman he looks cool he still breaks out a knife though doesn't he oh yeah
0: <laughs> That's what yeah. he does. Like, yeah, I,
2: I've heard good things about the return of Cody. I don't know anything about it personally. But
1: yeah, that, that was one thing that was making me think maybe I should come back to the game. But like, I got really good with Cammy for a while, and then and that was kind of it.
0: Can you imagine that election though? That got <laughs> him in. It's Like, so I am a man who knows about community. You know, you know, societal reform. Community, say community serves. Da, da da And then Cody gets on stage like, I beat the crap out of thugs. That's his community. See service. this knife? Yeah, yeah. 15 guys! Easy! I'm in the jail and back! <laughs> you should He's just uh, like
2: I guess we better vote for
0: him. <laughs> I will mess this city up and then rebuild it into a better utopia. Yeah, I never did play
1: a story mode, so I'm not sure what happened in between that, like, he was a... because he, he got fo- framed. Maybe he was because... Yeah, because an alpha... Yeah, all the, all of his story was that he could not stop fighting for whatever reason, yeah. and so then yeah. they threw him in jail. But then he escapes to fight in another tournament. And so he has like handcuffs on, and uh, but now he's back and he looks good, and um, people are excited because he was he looks, so he
0: looks good, looks well favorite. rested, nourished. Yeah, you like he's popping out of his suit jacket, pop. Jeez,
1: pop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, he's got like he's, pop, he's got like the uh, actually you know it back to the. Uh, Back to the swing revival, you know? He's got the, um, the suspenders going on. The he's banders, I thought
0: you were going to say he's got the, cher-
2: the cherry pop poppin' dead. <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's carrying around a knife. Oh, just crap. like the cherry I, pop like and another daddies. Zoot Suit Riot taking place.
1: Get the guys out with the guns. I'm telling you swing music is all about the horn section. You know, the big brass section. can't yep.
0: mm-hmm. trust them. I'm sure they break no. out brass, too, That's in Metro City. They don't mess around. <sighs>
2: That, that's a whole band full of people you can't trust. So.
0: <laughs> no, everything's a weapon there. Yeah, you go to dance,
1: but every uh, the whole dance, you're just kind of looking at the side of your eye like, is that, that trombone player yeah. just going to swing that, you know, he's going to go, and then fling it out of <laughs> it. It's a you know. real
0: swing music. He just starts clubbing people. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's like they'll slide on his trombone, pops out, and it's like a like a switchblade. Like it, like it has <laughs> little <laughs> blades on the end of it, and you're like, Wow. Dude, these dudes don't mess around. That no. seems really impractical, but I'm still scared.
1: <laughs> now for my second number. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number
0: one, with a beat. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No. Drop the beat. <laughs>
1: uh, that's a different thing. All right. Uh, Purnell, what's, what's your uh, what's your second track for us?
0: So my second track comes from an uh, all-time, long-time favorite, and also a game that I really, really, really need to revisit when oh. I get some free time. Toho. Yes. <laughs> From the game Toho Scarlet Curiosity, that's we prob- have... This that's, is,
1: that's a really good riff on a name, because I, I, I would totally believe that's No, that's a, actually a real game. Oh, is it? Okay, I thought you were just like making think, it up.
0: Man, I don't, have, I don't have but anything on this show. I don't have as anything. It's all gone down. Okay. So. <laughs> Jeez. <Where's laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Say that
1: to my brass section.
0: <laughs> Whoa. I don't want no <laughs> trouble, guys. Just play some nice, soothing music for our guests. Um... Now, this is from the game Sweet Coden 2, hmm. and it is titled The Chase, also known as the Luka Blight battle theme, composed by Miki Higashino and Keiko Fukami. Welcome, me. Welcome back, and just welcome back it's for now. Just welcome back, Cotter. Um, welcome back. This is the chase from the game Sweet Coden 2, composed by Miki Higashino and Keiko from kami Now, my memory of Luka Blight and most of Sweet Coden 2 is hazy because I haven't played this game since forever ago. But what I do know about him and why I still to this day look at him as being like one of the most beastly villains in an RPG is the fact that he led a, apparently his life, he had a very traumatic experience in his life and it warped him to the point where he became pretty much like insane, like bloodlust out the wazoo and it took multiple countries and multiple traderships or trader scenarios. To bring him down. It took an entire army riddling him with arrows Multiple skirmishes, and then he had to die in a one-on-one battle. Oh my god So basically it was like a major war that took place. He got dang. He got injured there Then he got into a normal fight with your party got injured there, and then you had to fight him one-on-one in a duel why well, is well, 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 so home. powerful
1: like what well, so- He's insane. <laughs>
0: he's just <laughs> he's just
1: crazy.
2: Insanity is powerful. Dude.
0: That's the power. It's like- the psycho power and he's like, that's not even the end of the game. After he dies, other stuff happens. But even though he's not the final boss, he is like the guy that would strike fear into anything. His tactics are devious and cruel. He he is mad, but it is funneled by for a purpose. It came from an incident in his life, so it's not like he's just like I just want to destroy it because why not? It's like I really want to destroy it because I blame everything on you, on mm. this country. Um but it's to this day it stands out as being like one of my all time favorite like villain takedowns and for good friggin reason and the music goes along with it well that's a really
1: I love that theme like the percussion that starts up and then that that little flute kind of sound at the end like that is so cool that is super super cool I can imagine like playing through this battle and starting up and getting like really pumped for it right and then halfway through being like I don't know if I'm gonna make it and then hearing that flute
0: you know and those room those rune powers Uh, start popping out the Flute of Hope. Yes. <laughs> but it's such a good series. And honestly, Sweet Coating 2 sells for a truckload of money. Even yeah, all, all,
1: still... All the Sweet Coating games, right? They're they like
0: mm. a fan favorite. Well, they thing? are a fan favorite, but Sweet Coden mm-hmm. 2 specifically mm-hmm. has a high asking price. I guess it got a little print or something. I know the version I got was glitchy. Like, the first print had like a weird glitch in it where music didn't play for like... The battle sequence, like all like the war scenarios, there was uh, no music, and I thought my game was broken. Um, I had,
1: um, I had, I put my little my little online storefront for selling my old games on vacation because the last one stung. The last one I had to let go. What was it? it was Bust Groove Two?
0: Good game, it to me. It would have stayed forever in your friend's house, <laughs> unplayed doesn't matter Buster Groove 2 is a game that I've wanted but I'm not paying collector's oh. prices for that I, did, I, I, I just well assume it, right? that you own everything no I have the Japanese version of that oh, Okay, because I bought it before I even knew it was ever going to come out in the states because I assumed it wouldn't release it I was surprised how much it went for So hopefully, like... more than less because it's worth a lot of money yeah yeah well, if I had kept all the
1: cases for it, it would be a different story.
0: Oh, you got, you're got you like an yeah. Anthony. You just throw out your case. Story of everyone's
1: life. Right? I know, yeah. Just have a thing full of discs over here. I, you're welcome to have them.
0: Oh, now I can have. I have Bobberman Online. Yeah. Um, I've got Mario Duck Hunt.
1: I got Sword of the, Sword of the Berserk <laughs> for the Dreamcast. We're going to have that one. Um, that hey, you know. hey,
2: hey, hey. You got any Time Lord? You got any Time Lord? Time Lord?
1: I don't have any cartridges.
2: Do you got any, any Time Stalkers? Uh, yeah. No, I'm
1: Time Stalkers, D. Time Stalkers No, I don't have Time Stalkers. Um, I, time
2: Cop. Time Cop. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, na- uh,
1: night- nightmare burn creatures. I do. I do own Time Cop on DVD, and uh, that's burn my, it. that's for my personal collection.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: No. Actors. Nobody's getting Into that. No, the, the last one. I was, the last one I was thinking of parting with was Intelligent Cube, and I just can't do that one either. So, oh my god, yeah. that just reminded me. Of but a- that got re-released though on the, on the PlayStation Classic.
0: Oh yeah, but then you have to buy a PlayStation Classic <laughs> to get it. Yeah, but like now you can actually play it again. <laughs> that is true, and at least the thing dropped in price like a meteorite, so you can actually get it for a decent price. It's, it. it's I, 40
1: 40 new. As soon as I think of that game, I hear the music in my head, and it's just, it's just so crazy. It's puzzling. So I didn't mean to like take us off on this little tangent, but that, that's the
0: whole point of the show. I, I took a
1: picture. I took a picture <laughs> of it because I was like, "Why am I selling you?" But it's fine. I spent so much time playing that game that I was surprised at how good condition it was still in. Like I, I spent so much time trying to perfect every stage on every beat to the point to where you get like all the secret characters at the end we're talking about bust a move
0: right bust yeah bust a groove okay just making sure no
2: no no move busting only groove busting groove busting
1: because bust a move was the puzzle bobble
0: and also the original name of the game
1: yeah bust a groove yeah so that's right and they had to change it so it was bust a groove Mm -hmm. bust a groove which
0: was had the disco man and the cat lady, and that really weird panda guy who, for this to this day, I don't oh. know what that was supposed to reference or what kind of music he was supposed to refer to. Is drugs pronounced? Is drugs? <laughs> he was druggy. His song was extremely fast, and was... he danced like he was very high and slow. Oh, I just want to hear that song now. That song is so good. Oh, Pandar. So, oh, yeah.
2: so quick note on uh, games that stung to get rid of, yeah, or, yeah, let's hear it, you know, sell or whatever. Uh, I just gave away my copy of Earthbound. Oh my and god. And th- it was to, it's to help, um, not fund exactly, because it's not money, but it was to help uh, get some stuff made for a Mad Gear project that's in the works. Okay. Rob, you, you've you seen, like, little bits of it, but, um, we're, we're working on something, it's kind of, I'm wanting to build a little suspense, because I've been kind of... You know, holding everything kind of close to the chest. But we're yeah, We're hoping yeah. to be done. We're hoping to be done with it here in the next couple of months. Well, so. whatever
0: it is, you better make a little side note at the beginning or in and memorandum of my lost copy of Earthbound. Because
2: <laughs> that's that's exactly right. And the plan is to you know make one and try to kickstart to make more, and that will definitely be in the story. Like, look, guys, I I sacrificed, so. Um, Yeah, step it
0: up. Earthbound is one of my all-time favorite RPGs for what it is, and it sells also for quite a bit of money. That's right. But I am excited for this new project,
1: because I feel like the Mad Gear is all about busting heads, rock and roll music, and
0: creativity. And now they're going into therapy. Mad Gear Consultation (laughs) Services. (laughs) <laughs> Want to yeah. become a sad gear?
2: That's that's the sad gear. If if, <laughs> uh, if you, gear. hey hey hey, well no no, I didn't come up with that as a thing. The um, not that it's that crazy, but the uh, um, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Jungle turnips. Um, Thesis defense that he did for um, BGM jukebox is amazing, and there is a sad gear segment. Oh, <laughs> oh dear.
1: <laughs> All right, so. Oh
2: so if, if y'all have never heard this and you're a vgm fan it's all about um mahjong music but man it is it is incredible and sad. i i yeah yeah the mag gear got their own little uh, nod in there so i was i was pretty stoked on that
1: oh man that's so good all right i'm going to link to that episode in the show notes because i think um the vgm jukebox is great i'm sad that it's gone but i understand and I think people Should go back And time travel A little bit Take a look take a Oh yeah. yeah That's the
0: beauty About uh, all these podcasts mm-hmm. And I'll do honest is like yeah We keep putting them out Because they're fun To put out But it's not like It's done after the week's over I mean they stick around Yeah And they're They don't really They're, they're timeless in a way Like I can see myself sure. Listening to all these episodes Years from mm-hmm. now and be like Wow that's what I was thinking back in 2016. And then I stopped
1: paying the hosting costs, and it's gone forever. <laughs> nah, because other people might have the episodes. Yeah, no, I'll keep them around. I got, I got them. I got them all backed up. So I'm gonna turn- you'll, 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 you'll um, give them away
2: on like CD sets, like a yeah. big notebook full of CDs, and we just get them all.
0: The Rhythm and Pixels collection. You can own them all. That time where Purnell accidentally wet himself on set. That time when Rob was eating a lot of pie and Purnell caught him doing it. Yeah, all those times the dog farted in the room at the same time. And they just (laughs) kept talking.
2: That one time there was a reference to a late '80s, early '90s sitcom.
0: <laughs> that's every episode. Every episode. Oh, everywhere it's everywhere oh, okay. you look. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's the complete volume. <laughs> yep. All right, I'm going to turn this track down, and then we are going to get into the part of the show we call the bonus round.
0: Bonus round.
1: Bonus round. Bonus round. Bonus round. Bonus round is the part of the show where, you listen to covers too, <laughs> where we play covers and remixes. And arrangements on our theme, and Cameron of the Mad Gear. What have you got for us?
2: Yeah, I already, I already kind of spoiled this earlier, but I'm totally fine with it. We built some again. Building the suspense is important.
0: It's okay. It's, 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 it doesn't perish in the fridge. We're good.
2: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, we just uh, put out. Um, a a video and uh like a uh, recording that we did here at the the Mad Gear studio of us playing King K rule's theme aka Gangplank Galleon which has gotten a a big boost recently because King K rule is added to the smash lineup.
0: I think this track and, is um, his theme in the game too, isn't it?
2: Well, it's it plays during the the battle. Uh-huh. Um and as far as I can tell since then it's just become his de facto theme, you know, as a character. But uh yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun playing it. And I'm, this is probably one that I'm like, in terms of just performance, the mixing that Chris did, and all that mm. kind of stuff, it's probably one of our stronger things we've ever produced. So I'm, I'm really happy with it.
1: All right, let's check this out. This is King K Rules theme Gangplank Galleon by the Mad Gear. Here's the hope in this King K
0: Rules. <laughs>
1: this was you just listened to gangplank galleon king k rules theme by the mad gear dude that was some serious serious drum work on that track and serious bass work i think we're going to um might have to adjust some settings so
0: we don't destroy some speakers i think i I, think I already <laughs> made the pun earlier but would you say that it king k ruled
1: i it was it was cruel
0: yeah <laughs> That's still king yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's it's like oh it's my a God.
1: cruel it's a cruel ruling Hmm
2: but uh Dear yeah man, man. I, I i appreciate it, and um yeah we we were we were pretty happy with that one,
1: yeah, it came out really, really good, like I I was saying during while we listened to it, it really sounds like you're kind of like in the room. I like how everything's really balanced really well in that mix.
0: It was a cruel, yeah. cruel listen, but I'm glad we didn't have to listen to it all on our own, yeah we can a,
1: listen to it as a group. It's a cruel world yep. that um that we just now listen to this <laughs> it's taking it's taken us this long. Um, no, I, I love pun that. I love that, that break cruel. Yeah, I love that. I love that breakdown halfway through the the track. I I thought that was really really sweet. But I like it when like the drums and the bass get like in you know, in a really good groove. Um. But, um, yeah, re-
2: yeah. Originally, we were playing that where it we went into the immigrant song, the uh, the Led Zeppelin tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we thought it was funny for a little while, but eventually we were like, we should probably do something else there.
1: You do have sort of get into like a little kind of a build up there, but um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: So you still kept it, but without the Led Zeppelin.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's the same. It's a very similar groove, but
1: mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so my. Bonus round track is from the consoles, S O U L S. And this is Genova from Final Fantasy VI. Six?
0: What, no, no, you need to edit that part. That's uh,
1: seven. Seven. You know, you, just, you, forget, you forget an I. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you try typing all these notes, Purnell. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Genova from the consoles from Final Fang of oh, Final Fringo Fringo Finger Fring- Fring- Fring.
2: Final Fangacy is it. a Final, Final Fantasy Dracula 6
1: thing. it's a bonus fight Final Final Fangacy it's a mashup of Final Fantasy and Dracula here we go That's right Genova <laughs> Just heard Genova from Final Fantasy Seven by the Consoles
2: <laughs> You're listening to the Quiet
1: Storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the um there's uh, the temple uh, Temple University jazz radio stations always got that guy with a real deep voice. He's on after like eight PM. I used to listen to him all the time when I worked late, and I would just listen to him say Now we have a whole block from your favorite trumpet player, that guy I robbed can't remember his name anymore.
0: The oh, like, Temple Jazz. Are you familiar with the guy that he just referenced to? No, no. So I didn't even realize that it was down <laughs> in the area he lives in. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the Quiet Storm would play on Power 99 FM at night. It
2: like, yeah, it's, it's one of those nationally syndicated things like Delilah, you know, back in the day or whatever. Oh, okay, where, okay. They're okay. kind of all over the place. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. so good. They're all over the place.
0: <laughs> Which makes sense, yeah, because Power 99 was like a big, big deal up here. And then the Quiet Storm was like their evening music. Like you settle into the quiet. Side oh,
1: okay, okay. To... Yeah, I was. Not, I was, We were. We were doing one road trip. I think we were going to D.C. for some reason. And um, on the way down, we found like a kind of a classics station. It was like classics. So it was like 80s and 90s, but it was all it was all like slow R and B jams. And I was like, this is cool.
0: <laughs> that makes me think back when we were kids. Like my dad had like a ton of like he loved class like not classic, but like classic Motown music, mm-hmm. all old stuff. And of course, I didn't know much about music or anything. So it was whatever dad would play. So one day we are like driving downtown, like just running some errands. And uh, apparently, I don't even remember why this happened, but he, we, he, people, he bet me that I couldn't guess the artist of the next song that would come on the radio. Yeah. And I kid you not, I named the one artist that could come to mind, which was Smokey Robinson. Of all the artists. I was like, it's call me Smokey Robinson. And I played it off like I knew what I was talking about. But really, he was the only artist that came to mind at the time. And of course, it was Smokey Robinson. I won $10 off of a fluke guess. <laughs> and I continue to this day to tell him, oh, I totally knew what that was, was.
1: So is your next track Mega Man Wiley 2? Smokey Robinson's version
0: <laughs> that should exist. Someone needs to make that.
2: They, they've all covered
0: it <laughs> at this point. Yeah, it's true. That game, That song has had so many covers. Uh, it probably is out there. There's a Stevie wonder Wiley too. <laughs> Stevie wonder remix.
1: All right, which, what, what you got for now?
0: So my track is a remix of the theme for who I think is probably the greatest JRPG villain to ever exist. Period. For good reason. And that is Kefka from Final Fantasy VI. Six rub. I got it. I got it it this time. (laughs) It's a Kefka remix. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. (laughs) by Michael Falcode Sokolowski. probably the worst impression of a Kefka laugh I've ever done. That's pretty close. Also the only one I've ever done.
2: <laughs> Same one as the Ozzy laugh?
0: Honestly, they, they're pretty, pretty yeah, close. Whap, 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 whap. They're fairly they? close. I will say that. Like, Kefka's is definitely it's like a... Like, like, it's a weird little sound bite. But this was the Kefka remix from Final Fantasy VI, re, redone by Mal- uh, Malcolm. Malcolm. Michael Halcone <laughs> Sokolowski. So, Kafka is, like I said, by far, probably one of my favorite villains, if not my all-time favorite JRPG villain. Mm-hmm. Just because of what he is and how he was portrayed, he starts out as comic relief. He's just kind of there, fumbling things. Mm-hmm. He's also tyrannical in his own... He's, no, I don't want to say tyrannical. He's just insane. Yeah. Which I guess, in his own ways, is why he's tyrannical, too. But, uh... Eventually, as, the, as Emperor Gestalt, his, the guy he's, he plays the underling to, mm-hmm. is finally about to get ultimate power, he just says, no, nah, I want it, and he just kills the guy and takes it for himself and literally ruins the world. He just, He just wrecks it. And it turns out that when you finally get to the final encounter, he's just bored. <laughs> <laughs> he's not like, "Yes, I rule everything." But he's like, "This is so boring. I've destroyed everything. There's nothing left. Yeah, There's pe- nothing left to do."
1: People love Kefka. I mean, they, they like when people think of like their favorite villains and games, and especially RPGs. Like they people think of Kefka a lot. Yes, and it's easy to see why. It's
0: so cool. Like yeah. I. I don't think too many games have even attempted to do the kind of play, mm-hmm. have the kind of villain that he is cuz usually RPGs and we need to mention this before the episode's over. I understand that, that there's a time thing, but we have to do it. Who do you think would be like what kind of villain would you think would be like your ideal game villain? Mm. Start with the guest, of course. You tell
2: Oh, ideal in terms of
0: who I want to fight or what do you mean? What do you mean like our, our favorite, favorite
1: character or what traits do we like?
0: Yeah, I would go with either or. I was going for no. I was going for traits, but if nothing oh, okay. like that comes to mind, you can just name like your favorite villain.
1: Gosh,
2: um, I mean, not to be too obvious, but I just I do really like Magus, and um, because unlike Lavos, who's just you know a a a force of destructive nature, like um, Magus has something to him and um, it's kind of like you're talking with, with Kefka, too. You can see what their motivation is, and there's more to it than just, ha, 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 I'm going to mm. do this, and you have to try to stop me. Um, you know, Magus was trying to do something quote-unquote good. He was doing a lot of bad on the way, but um, I, I guess for me, it's always going to be complicated villains or villains who, when they get there with your, their speech, you're like, uh, yeah, you're kind of right. Yes.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Cameron. I like a good uh, gray character, you know, Mm-hmm. where the, the villains believe that what they're doing is either right or it's they're not worried about it at all you know like, and, and so you get this kind of get that perspective.
0: And I think that's also I think we are all kind of in that same bubble then because I always like villains where even though you know they're clearly wrong, those most likely' due to their actions that they're taking to fulfill their mm-hmm. goal, you ultimately come back and say, you know if we were going about this a different way, I could see myself working with you to get this done right, but given the fact that you're doing it by way of genocide, I yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. can't.
1: There's there's guy. You got to draw lines. Like I, the destruction of the human race.
0: Like my town had, <laughs> my, my village grew up in poverty as the as the ruling class just kind of took advantage of us mm-hmm. and beat us down. So my goal is to completely destroy capitalism in all of its forms and this universe of which by doing so will be done by just massacring Everybody in this entire just like well we well we can no you can't do that man why don't you just have some kind of dis you know discussion maybe we can have some, no time for that only murder mm. like well you're clearly a villain <laughs> I got I got to do my job now sorry <laughs> you know but I guess like I, I just like villains that are like their their motivations are solid like they, yeah you they, like
1: you like a good you want to know that their motivations are real
0: yeah yeah. I I, kind of lost interest in the whole, I just want to destroy things because I'm the destroyer. But that's also, again, like why I think Kefka is cool because he's not doing it because he's the destroyer. He's just literally bored and he wants to see chaos unfurl. That's also why I think there he is. My favorite, other favorite video game villain, Nyarlathotep from Persona 2 and 1 because that's his motivation too. He's just the crawling chaos Hmm. as in from like HP Lovecraft. And he, his whole purpose in existence is like, I want to see things in their most chaotic element and see how they function. So I'm going to create that chaos mm. and let people thrive in it. I love seeing people thrive in it. So it's cool to see it happen in the games. And okay. then you're like, well, I've got to shut this down, buddy. Oh, I'll have to learn more about that one. But yeah. uh, just to keep,
1: keep things moving along here, um, if you'd like to know more about the bonus round part of the show, go to RhythmAndPixels.com. We'll have links to all the SoundClouds and band camps and where you can buy the music from the Mad Gear and support the artists That are the Mad Gear. Mad Gear. Yeah. Yeah, do that.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. All
1: right. Thank you for joining us on episode 17 6 of Rhythm and Pixels, our look at villains with Cameron from the Mad Gear. Thanks for joining us. you're welcome. <laughs>
2: get, I was gotta get a little Bruce Irons in
1: there. Yeah, I like that. Where Where did that name come from, real quick? Bruce Irons. Bruce Irons. Bruce Irons. It's,
2: um, okay. I'll try to make this story quick. Uh, my middle name is Bruce. Okay. And um, we we had a, when I was like 19, I was in this band, and we had a, like a alternate ego, alter ego <laughs> band, sort yeah. of. And uh, screamo was real big at the time, so we're like, we're gonna have a screamo band called uh, To Bleed Again and that was it was TBD so you could always put it on a flyer and be like and TBD and you'd be like okay to be determined is gonna show up some more bands but no it's to bleed again and uh, I just thought that Bruce Irons was a funny name and I've just kind of kept up with it because I was in a sketch comedy thing for a little while and I was Bruce Irons in that but it was sort of a different character and it just, it's just a tough name. I like it. I mean, it, it or or s- at least someone who thinks he's oh tough. Oh, God, that's
1: his yeah, sim- reference right there. I think, I think that's what really I like, like about it. Yeah, it's, it what thinks he's to, tough.
0: That was like a scissor where Homer goes, what happened to all of our tough names like Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, why yeah. do um, tell our listeners a little bit more about the, the Mad Gear and what you guys got cooking?
2: Sure. Uh, best hub to find everything is madgearband.com. That'll take you to all our social media stuff. It'll take... You can find the game that way. You can find our band camp. All of it. Um, th- th- we're most active on YouTube. That's YouTube.com slash TheMagGear. And we just started a Patreon this month, uh, which is doing pretty well so far. I'm pretty stoked on that. It's Patreon.com slash Um Being in a band is not free. There's a lot of costs associated with it, whether it be like, you know, strings or sticks, or our biggest one is renting our rehearsal space. So, hmm. um... Yeah, if people want to throw us a buck, we'll we'll give you a mag gear code name and uh, and oh, shout great. you out. Oh, that's great! I like that. Yeah, and and then we got some some other extra
0: perks. Wait, wait, we rewind. So, you're, yeah. you're saying we can get a code name?
2: Yep, dollar a month tier is the one where you get a we get a you get a code name and we'll shout you out mm. uh, once a month. This, so yeah,
0: this might need to happen. Yeah. Oh, we got to do this too, because it's the villains episode. You need what is we need a villain laugh out of you.
2: I uh, yeah, that put me on this fence, terrible. <laughs>
0: well, you got it. you can work you can massage the cords real quick. Yeah, it's doable.
2: Mm, I don't think Bruce is the uh the laughing he, he's he's more of a uh, just smirk in the background with his arms huh? crossed as as things go according to plan. He gives the look, the scalp. That's that's right.
0: He's he was a demure fellow, so yeah. See in my case I think my laugh would be something like that would be mine That's
1: pretty good That's excellent What um, is yours Rob? Mwah Mwah Mwah
3: Oh jeez Come on <laughs> <laughs> I love something. it
0: <laughs> I'm a bad baby
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rob is the baddest baby I know am gonna steal all the milk and town.
1: Man, I don't like that you guys are making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to tell my bad daddy.
1: <coughs> um, I'm sure I got another laugh in there somewhere. but <laughs> I'm never going to find it. Well, um, if you'd like to contact Rhythm and Pixels, um, the best way to do that is over our email.
0: <laughs> Rhythmandpixels at
1: hotmail.com And if you want more information about our show and uh full track listing to all of the shows and access to all of the shows goes to the website rhythmandpixels.com um and if you want to check us out on social medias like the facebook and twitter and instagram all those places it's rhythm and pixels all one word you can also check out our youtube 24 7 radio station of just eight classic 8-bit and 16-bit music it's in uh, youtube.com slash a bunch of letters and numbers and but just search for them in pixels, or you just search VGM Radio, and we're like the first thing that comes up in there. Which is... it's
0: it's the best, and it's great workout music.
1: Oh, good! I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it.
0: And not only are we the not only are we the originators of it, but we're also clients. <laughs> we're also clients.
1: <laughs> um, and if you want to support the show, um, go ahead and, and you can hit that subscribe button or the like button or just wherever you're listening to. There's usually like a button that's not the stop button. Click that and the that'll help us button. out. Anything that's not the stop button, that's pretty good. Um, you can also go to patreon.com slash pixels um, and there you can support us that way. Um, you also get access to a live-streamed recording of all of our episodes. Um, I'm starting up again uh, mixtapes of all of our episodes, so it's just the music. Um, you can download those there. we also like to thank all of our patrons at the end of every episode. I'd like to thank uh, that Nick, Nick Walker, um, Alex the Messenger of Messenger. Um, Bobby Arson from the 1UP Funk. Thank you. Um, Steve Miller, The Autistic, the autistic Gamer89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Shenstrom, Damian Beckles, Wicked Sephiroth, OK Impala, Kung Fu Carlito, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Morton Gangso, Henrik Anderson from the Commodore 64 podcast, Camouflage. Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. They just had another VGM battle come out, which I know you'll be interested in for now. It's really, really good, really funny stuff. Uh, Brian Pitt, Chris Murray, John Jekyll, Jupiter Jazz, Sola Sanctuary, Chris Steenerson, Joe Vasalo, and David Smith. Thank you all, all so much for your continued support of what we're doing here.
0: Thank you guys very Mm -hmm. much. You're all awesome, awesome people. We're We're all
1: very, very thankful. So um, thanks once again to Cameron for hanging out with us tonight and, you know, just shooting the breeze and listening listen to some great tunes.
2: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, thanks a lot. Thanks so, for joining us. <laughs> this has been Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purnell. Have
0: a great week. And remember... Remember. Don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today. And what that also implies is if there's something you see that could be done to help someone in need or something in need mm-hmm. for that matter, don't assume someone else is going to do it because they just might not and then it'll be too late because no one did it so be the guy be the hero stop the villain even (laughs) Uh, be help when you can because you want to don't wait for others to do it for you it's just worth doing I
3: can remember
0: remember